Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Positive Podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. They have both come together to form the Get Savvy Club. The Get Savvy Club helps businesses and individuals to become the best version of themselves, to help them advertise themselves on social media in terms of branding, marketing, and much more. In this podcast, we talk about the benefits of marketing and branding in the 21st century and why it is so, so important. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Hi, hi, Anita. Hi, um, Anna. How are you doing? You right? Hello. Hello. Great to meet you. Good. Yeah. No, you too. You too. Um, no, thank you for both of you coming on the podcast. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. No, no, you're welcome. Yeah, I, I just thought I'd, I'd start by, you know, asking what you both used to do, like what you um, both did before you do what you do now, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, well, before we... I'll go first, mine's longer. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah, so I'm Anna, um, one half of the Get Savvy Club. Um, Before we formed Get Savvy Club, which um, is coming up for about a year now, um, I, at the time, was running... uh, was part of a network marketing business. I used to already run run LinkedIn courses as well, um, just for my clients. I had a recruitment business too and a property business. Uh, But previous to that, I'd done 17 years in recruitment and many different sales jobs at all, all different types of jobs before that so hello I'm Anita the other half of the Get Savvy Club and my background is pure marketing if you like so I started um, god 25 ish 26 years ago as a marketing assistant for a private health insurance company um, so I've only ever worked in marketing but always there's so many different aspects to marketing and I've worked in huge marketing departments with like 250 300 people doing all manner of things 
So I've always worked in lead generation. So it's about packaging something in a way that's going to make your ideal client want to buy it. And then looking at how you can then continue to work with that ideal client um, more and more. Um, so it's about that whole customer journey, customer life cycles, um, packaging, the language of how you talk about your product. So all stuff that fits when Anna and I got together to form the Get Savvy Club. That's kind of the bit I brought to it. Um, because in terms of using social media to promote your business, you know, words and images and understanding your messages and things like that are vitally important. So that's how it all fits together, really. So my phone just dropped off then. Yeah, no, that's, um, <laughs> that's awesome. So like you can kind of both combine your like work and experience from what you've both done. Yeah, even in my, yeah, I mean, in the last, since social media was a thing, um, I've used that in all my businesses that I've been in. I've always been really interested in how it's evolved. And uh, basically, because I'm a, a salesperson at heart, a new way of getting to market, a new way to get into clients is, is, of, is of interest to me. So I'm always looking at new ways to get in front of clients and obviously increase sales and things. So social media seemed, I mean, being the recruitment background with LinkedIn, I've used that for probably 15, 16 years, something like that, since it became a wow. thing. Obviously, um, it used to just be somewhere where you put your CV and that's where us recruiters would find candidates. So I've used it and watched it evolve since then. But yeah, I guess I'm the kind of person that if there's a button to press, I'll press it to see how it works. Um, so I love doing the social media and all the different businesses that I had. Um, and that's what I kind of was good at, really. Although I didn't have a passion for everything that I was doing, the bit that I found that I was more passionate about was actually the social media or the, or the helping others attract clients element of it. So it made sense to kind of join forces with Anita, really, and create the Get Savvy Club. Yeah. No, I think that's great. And I think it's great what you've both kind of established and created because I think like, you, like with what you're doing, social media is, you know, the way of the world now. And, you know, not just for like people in their personal kind of lives, it's, you know, business, isn't it? And, you know, you could have a whole business running off social media. Yeah, I mean, if you're not yeah. on social media, really, mm. you, do, you don't exist. Um, and even, you know, uh, people have managed to have businesses and you know shy away from doing going on social media but they've taken a hit and, and they've missed a massive trick by doing it it's, it's a it's as important even Gary Vaynerchuk says this it's, it's as important as your finances now in your business having you know a social media presence so something that just cannot be ignored and it's not just the kids um you know it's it's for us all and it is hugely, hugely important for business we attract a lot of our clients through social media um, and we work with our clients to help them attract new clients through social media. So it's a way, um, you know, without spending a load of money and without even putting that much time and effort into it to build your business up and to make more money. So as a small business owner, you don't have that much time. You don't have a, like a million pound marketing budget like the big businesses have. So it's a way of getting in front of thousands of your ideal clients for free and reminding them that you're there and what you can do for them. And then when they're looking for what you're offering, they'll come and approach you and want to work with you. So, you know, it's a no brainer for us, really. Hmm. And I think it's really great that you, with what you do, you're not just saying like, you know, the big businesses, you're there for, uh, you know, small businesses and probably, you know, individuals as well that might not be able to afford, you know, to pay X amount to do their marketing. Yeah, I think it can be quite, um, it can be quite um, expensive. 
we train people how to use um, social media organically to get new clients into their world. So although obviously we charge for our training, once you've paid for that, you learn the skills so that you can just spend a little bit of time every day. You don't have to spend any money, you don't have to pay for LinkedIn. We're not about, um, you know, we can show you how to do Facebook ads, but you don't have to. It's about organic social media marketing. It doesn't cost you anything other than a bit of your time every day to attract new clients into your business. And it's perfectly possible. Any small business can do it. Mm. Yeah, well, I think, I think, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a skill that you have to learn, isn't it? Like social media managing and posting the right content, how it looks, the way it's structured. It's almost like a science to itself. It's um, very complex. Yeah, it is. If you don't know what you're doing, it can just feel so overwhelming. And most of the people that um, are clients of ours, when they start, they, they struggle with three different things. It's either a perceived lack of time. They don't, they're so busy in their business anyway, they don't think they've got time to add something else in. Or um, they have a massive fear of being judged. They, they feel like, or, or people think, what are you trying to do? And that they shy away from it. Or um, just not having a clue what to post, what to put out there at all, or a mixture of those three things. That's what it tends to be. And I think what, what our sort of superpower is, if you like, is to get um, real clarity for them. So work out their ideal things. One of the biggest problems I had, although I was great at using social media, I was doing too many different things that it was actually too confusing for people to know what I did. So maybe somebody might know me for selling weight management coffee. Somebody might have known me for the recruitment. Somebody might have known me for the LinkedIn um, courses that I ran. And obviously that's not useful. You want people to know you for your one thing. So when I went all in on Get Savvy Club and attracting clients using social media and teaching our clients to do that was my one thing, then, you know, the momentum took off. And that's what I'm really passionate about helping other people do. Because a lot of people say, oh, I've got two hats or, oh, what about this? And they get confused with multiple streams of income as well. So we do have multiple streams of income, but they're all under the same umbrella rather than something over here, something over there. So once we help them clarify their one thing that they're going to nail on social media and their one thing to be known for, then we, we show them a really clear path of how they can then take easy easy steps to um set their accounts set everything up um connect with the right people get the right content out there and of course uh, monetize it as well at the end as well so by getting nothing's better than somebody we just spoke to someone this morning actually um they came to us they messaged us on linkedin they already knew us they're already in a facebook group they've already seen us on free trainings that we do and things and they were like oh want to know how to work with you because they'd already seen us and it's far easier than when i started out in recruitment cold calling someone and going oh you want to you want to hire someone you should use me well why you don't know who we are whereas social media gives you that um like enables many many people to see you and what you're about um and know that actually they sort of raise their hand to want to work with you rather than you uh, waving your hand saying pick me pick me it's you know i think the, the problem is lots of people think they'll just get on social media put their whole business details and their whole CV, everything they've ever done, everything they could possibly ever offer through their business and wait for people to find them. And if that's the case, you've got to not only find them, you've got to wade through everything they do, work out which bits might be relevant for you and what the outcome is that that's going to offer you and then try and contact them. And nobody's got time or the energy to do that because we're all too busy with our own lives. So the first thing we do is kind of flip the thinking of our clients to say, look, social media is just a campaign tool it's just a tool to communicate with potential customers about what you can offer them um, and actually as harsh as it sounds no one cares about you we all care about what you can do for me 
Um, so that's what you need to start with telling them that. And it's the same, exactly the same as a TV advert. And you don't see any TV adverts where companies list everything they could possibly do for you and you work out which might be appropriate to you. They're really focused and targeted on that one thing um, that solves that problem for that one type of client. Even though there might be more people watching that TV advert, they're really focused and targeted. And that's how you have to view social media in order to make it successful for you as a business so that's, why, that's kind of where we start with mindset, uh, perception, and the, the shifting of the foundation and the strategy that you're setting in it. Yeah. No, I, I can definitely relate to what you said then. I think that's really important, like uh, how you structure your social media. And like, I've seen people's accounts on LinkedIn. And like you said, lot, you know, lots of expense, lots of text. And like you said, have, have you got the time to, to read through five minutes of text and yeah like it may or may not be relevant clear. to you yeah but if you yeah. saw a question like if you saw something that triggered something about you in there and it identified you with it you'd continue reading because it'd pull you in because you think that's me that's relevant to me i feel like that or i'm that type yeah. of person or that's it resonates i could get on yeah i could do, i could do, get involved with them then you go on to the next line the next line and kind yeah. of you so the absolute first thing we do with people is help them to work out who their ideal client is. And if you've got an ideal client that starts with anyone between the ages of, then it's not an ideal client. They have to be an individual so that you can start to understand their pain points and their frustrations and their desires and dreams and outcomes. And then you can talk directly to them. And once you've done that, and it's quite a painful process often because everybody has fear of missing out. And it's like, well, I can sell to all, you, know, you can sell to all these people, but let's just target one type of person you'll still sell to all those people but just target that one type of person then i guarantee you everything else you do gets easier um, like if you're a mortgage advisor lots of different people at lots of different stages of their lives will need a mortgage but if you think right i'm going to just speak to the you know the a couple that are on the first you know their first ever house that they're getting you know and focus all your attention on your marketing towards them it'll be very different than if you were doing mortgages where it's like for people that are downsizing or upsizing or maybe people that were buying portfolios it's, it's different so you could go out and go i do mortgages but so uh, but mm. if you were sort of talking about a particular couple that are you know are look they've built the deposit up and they want to get that first house and you're creating posts around that then they'll they'll identify and think oh that that's me i'm in, i'm interested in doing that so it's very different we're all looking to work with specialists because the internet has actually narrowed our field because you type in exactly what you're looking for. So you don't type in anymore holiday because there's just too much stuff comes back at you. you. So you type in, you know, holiday in Greece, young children or whatever it is that you're looking for. And anyone that can comes back and can help you with that exact thing you're interested in because you feel like they already know you and they'll know the things that you're looking for and the problems that you'll have like traveling with young children or what have you. And so you automatically want to work with them. So if we go back to the like, um, TV advert analogy, often you'll see a McDonald's advert just for coffee. Yes, they do Happy Meals for kids. Yes, they do burgers. Yes, they even do salads or vegetable sticks or something like that. But they'll do a TV advert just for coffee to attract people. That yeah, no, I agree. I think as well, when you exercise or if you go for a walk, sometimes you get like new ideas. That's like that, that time, that kind of moment of clarity that things kind of come to you sometimes. Yeah. Things don't seem as bad as they actually are when you're going for a walk as well, I always find. Yeah, I I mean, I've got two dogs and I take them for a walk and 
it just kind of yeah, it does change how you feel. It's important, mm, very, very, especially with so many people in lockdown right now, and getting the exercise, changing your mindset, changing what you think as well is really important. Mm, mm, yeah, massively. Have you got any um, like favorite books that you like to read? I know you mentioned uh, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Effective yeah. People. Is there any other books that you like? To yeah, read? so there's. It's definitely Stephen Covey's Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I also love, and I think it's the guy, the author's name, I've seen it so many times because I've read the book about three or four times. I think it's David Schwartz, and it's The the Magic of Thinking Big. Mm. And that that book is like, it's like a Bible for me. It's got so many notes in, um, so many, the pages pages are falling out. But that is, that book there is, I'm like simple things. I like simple things that are simply mm. explained. And that is just very simply explained. And it is just, it gives you the exercises of how you can just change how you feel about yourself, confident, and how to think big and dream big. Because if you think small, you're going to get small results. But if you think big, you're going to get big results. So that's a really a key book for me. Mm. Another one I would recommend, um, this is more of a kind of, a coaching aspect it's the um tony robbins awaken the giant within yeah and that was i've, I've just finished reading that for the second time but that that it, it, it just fascinates me at how do you know how relevant it is when you sat there and you, when you're reading a book and you're like oh my god this is talking about me right now and i was like mm. and it's just fascinating about how we can change a li- how you can change your life and you don't actually have to pay hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds for a coach you don't have to pay have a mentor you don't have to pay it's it's there for what nine ten pounds and it's um really worth a read mm, yeah no I, I i completely agree and i think like that's a really good book as well i've i've uh, got it and read it as well and there's lots of good tools in there and lots of diagrams and guides to kind of get your get your mind like thinking about um certain narratives yeah it's there's a there's a there's a key bit in there which i love and it's around um it's kind of sub modalities and modalities and for anyone anyone listening who's mm. not too sure what they are um they are your, your modalities are your senses your five senses that you have so visual auditory kinesthetic which is the feelings smell and taste and it's how you process mm. them so i know if anyone's ever kind of feeling overwhelmed or anything they may have a and when you pay attention to it you only actually notice when you start to pay attention to it, but you may have this feeling in your shoulders where it's quite heavy and it's a certain color and by changing the color, by changing the feeling, by changing the pace and the movement. And this might sound crazy for people, but you then change the experience so you can lower the, the intensity so you feel better about yourself. And that's a mm. great section in that book, which really, really helps people to to just change their experience of life. Mm. Yeah, no, that's definitely true, isn't it? Like these modalities that we all have but we part you know kind of are unaware of them in some way it's like automatic we're just so like yeah used to thinking smelling but if you really like you said home it hone in on them and tune into them they're quite 
profound, aren't they? And um, I think is it in that book or another book he mentions the particular automating system. The the, like, the the your RAS. It's the uh, RAS. Yeah. yeah. So it's the, the ticket. That's. I think that's. I'm not 100% kind of clued up on that one. I think that's the the master practitioner in terms of that. But that is where the best way I can describe that is you get what you focus on. So let's say if you are wanting to buy a car, let's say you're wanting to buy a brand new BMW 1 Series. Now you're you're thinking about it each day. You're waking up, you're thinking about it. You are dreaming about it. You've got a picture on your wall. (laughs) You want that car. But then what will happen is when you're out driving about, you'll keep seeing the car. Oh, I want that car. And you'll hear, hear it so many times. And people is mm. oh since I, I I wanted that car I'm seeing loads of them now or when you have a new car like the, when you get the BMW you'll start seeing loads of BMWs and that's because your I think it's your reticular activating system focusing on yeah, what yeah. you want and so you see it more and that once again is um, another great book or it's even on Netflix is a TV show uh, a, a TV show a film called Secret. Mm. And that yeah. talks about you get what you focus on. When Where focus goes, energy flows. So if you want to become more wealthy, if you if you focus on becoming more wealthy, if you focus on having more money, your mind, your subconscious will start to then to look for and recognize opportunities for that because your subconscious <clears throat> and un- unconscious doesn't know the difference between reality and what you're making up in your mind because – you it, mm. it has physically has no eyes it has no ears you input there what you want to input um so mm. when you play over in your mind you having more money you focus on having that bmw you uh, daydreaming about it you are feeding your subconscious mind to think oh, okay yeah that, that's what we want well, oh let's go get that it, it there's a lot more in depth yeah. into it but that is the overview of how it works yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? Like we've got, we've got all this like untapped potential within inside of us to get the things that we want. Yet we kind of seek external ways, of kind of finding out how to do that. That makes sense. But we've got it within our wiring to do that. Yeah, that no, makes it, it makes com- absolute complete sense. And people, a lot of people do look externally. And if I, for me, I feel this comes from being a child and going through school. We're, we're not taught to look internally. We are taught to pass that external exam. We're taught to pass GCSE. Yeah, and it's all external recognition. And it's all external. And really, it's, it's internal. And that, that work is internal that you need to do. And I think people struggle with that because mm. we, aren't, we aren't taught that. We're taught to pass something external but not actually be happy in ourselves. Mm. Yeah. It's um, definitely needs a reboot, doesn't it, the, uh, the system? I mean, I talk about it a few times. Um, and I think Alan Watts, have you ever heard of Alan Watts? He's a philosopher. He, he talks about the system and school and that um, teachers will say, now listen, now listen carefully. So he says, you know, by them saying that, um, your your you frown, your 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 um, your facial expressions tense up because you're trying to listen carefully. You tense up, 
And um, yeah, I mean, in those in those fundamental stages of growing up, you're just consuming and taking in your hmm. environment and and uh, information, aren't you? So if if you're if we're being fed the wrong information or taught a certain way, it's going to have some yeah. effect uh, later on. And we it's up to us to, uh, I think, un- untangle that. It is. It's up to, but we've, we're not given the, the tools and the, the techniques of how to do that. And you're, you're right. We are taught, you go through school and you kind of, I don't know if you're anything more like me, but I believed a lot of what the teachers said. I believed what was in the textbooks. And I think then we're led down a path to go and get the job. Like we learn things that are completely yeah. irrelevant. It's like they do a broad teaching of us. So we have little bits of information about different things. And uh, we, we become an expert in absolutely nothing. And then we go into a job and we realize, oh, do you know what? I, I don't actually enjoy this. But because I made the decision to go into this job at 19, 20, or even up to 25, I need to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. And it's like, and you don't yeah. have to. Like you can you can change that. You, you can easily change that. You just need to know how to change mm. that. And people don't understand how to do that. And that's where I can help people. That's what I do. I help people to actually go, okay, mm. where I am now, I'm, it's not what I want. What do I, what do I want? And it's all down to asking better questions to get better answers. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, think you, I think you're completely right. And I think, like you said, by by breaking it down and asking yourself those questions, that's where people start, I think, start to see the bigger picture, isn't it? Kind of unravel it. And like some effective questions are like, you know, how, why, and like, yeah, why are you feeling this way? What, what is your situation? And it's little tiny, um, like switches, yeah. isn't it? Almost. It's just flipping that perspective. It's, it's a good way. And um, in terms of finding out why it is, is I know as a, as a coach, I don't really focus on the question why. It's more of what is causing you to feel like that. So not kind of why, and it's a great question of why do you feel like that, but what is causing you to feel like that? How is that causing you to feel mm. like that? How can you change that? How is that making you feel? Where is that making you feel like that mm. in the body? And it's then just getting your mind thinking in a different way to what you used to. And Tony Robbins, it's a quote actually in that book we mentioned earlier, and I I might actually butcher it now, but I'm going to have a go at it. It's something like, it's something like better quality (laughs) questions, get a better quality life. Yeah. And that's really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a really, really good quote, isn't it? Really good point. And uh, I've seen it where he's live on stage and there's people have got these big, big kind of mass complicated problems going yeah. on in their life. And they just constantly like, what is that? He's, he's just very mm-hmm. direct. And he just, like I said, just cuts through it. And and that approach is pretty effective, yeah. isn't it? Because um, I think you like say, if you say why or a certain other question, you know, questions, you just go around in circles. Mm. You just attract more uh complications yeah and, and I, I think one thing that he does is he believes and he keeps it simple he believes that the person can change and he keeps it simple there's a great video that's online with a woman who i think she's in a lot of debt a lot of debt and 
she wants to get out the debt. She's got a good job, but she wants to get out the debt. And she's, you can see her on stage, like her body language is really low. And as she's talking, she mentions, oh, you know, I'm carrying this bag around with me of debt. And he just goes to her, well, put the bag down. And like you see the change. And she's mm. like, it sounds simple. It's like, oh, okay. And he's like, what happens when you put the bag down? And she's like, well, I'm not carrying it around with me anymore. It's like, well, how does that make you feel? She's like, well, I feel a bit free now to, I feel happier. And he's like, okay, well, what do you want to do with the bag? And he ends up here firing it off into space. Not literally, but firing this imaginary <laughs> bag off into space. And you're right. He, he, he does it so simply and very directly as well. That's a mm. great video. Yeah, and no, I'll definitely check it out. It's um, it's like is it happens? I can't remember who said there's a quote like change happens in an instant or something. Or it's like you decide. You know, you you can decide to change in, in like a instant. Like it, it just takes kind of that time and keeping it consistent, it is. isn't it? Is that con- is that con- the consist- consistent change? And it's everybody's yeah. got. A choice, and people may feel like I haven't got a choice. I have to. I have to go to work. It's like, well, you have to go to work. Yes, you go to work to pay for your bills. You go to work to pay for your family. But you do have a choice mm. to get out of bed. You choose to get out of bed and go to that that job. And it's a, a choice we all have, and a decision that we, we people make. And uh, mm. and once people are aware that they have a choice, like, okay, well, what do you want to choose? And like like you said, it happens like in an instant. There's a lot of work behind that. It, it compounds over time. Like over an overnight success takes three to four years of hard work and dedication, mm-hmm. and then there's an overnight success, and people think, "Oh, you know, like he's putting, he's he's literally done it overnight." He's like, "Well, this guy's been probably sacrificing hours and hours and weekends, learning, building, changing their life, mm-hmm. and now you're seeing the success." But no, mm-hmm. no, people don't see that the work that they're putting in behind the scenes. Yeah. It's like the iceberg, isn't it? They see just the tip of the iceberg and to where that person got got to, you know, where they are now. They don't see all the hard work and having to be below that. Like, um, I, I I quite like uh, Gary yeah. V. I talk about him a lot. And his early videos, he's like, you know, he's just talking about wine <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah, the on, funny videos the to watch as well when you look where he is now. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, a lot of people who don't know what he is, they just or they know who he is. They just see him for where he is now, and that's it's like a lot of these successful CEOs or like companies. They they had to start somewhere. I mean, there's that picture. I don't know if you've seen it of Amazon, and there's Jeff Bezos in his office, and it's like I think in the, in the mid night late nineties, and he's got a, a desk with <laughs> paperwork everywhere, and. and there's a piece of cardboard on the wall that's spray painted on it says Amazon and he's like staring at this box computer and you're like wow no one know? sees that they see the picture but what they don't see is the hours that he's spending there and let's say you've got to work every hour under the sun but you mean you should commit like an hour two hours a day to it just to you change into your mm. to focus on your happiness it's uh yeah that, that's a very good picture that is but it's like your podcast you put you put this podcast out but people don't actually see the fact that mm. beforehand you've you've had to set up the podcast, you've had to promote the podcast, you've had to edit the podcast, you've had to get the guests that come on the podcast, you've had to prepare mentally for the podcast. It's then you just see the podcast. Mm. Yeah, no, I never never thought of it that way. Yeah, no, that's, that's 
definitely true, isn't it? And I think, um, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of time goes into it, as you know, because you, you know you have your own and you you do your own coaching as well. A lot of time does go into it. And I think people don't see that or they um, don't understand it until they look at it from that perspective. Yeah. Because you've got to you've got to message people, you've got to chase up messages, you've got to edit it, you've got to make sure it looks right, um, and yeah, but it's definitely a process, isn't it? I think that's something I've, I've learned. Right. Yeah, it is. It is definitely a process, and it's and people just and it, it, it's great that people can go into an application, listen to your podcast, but it's the 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 below the the the, the podcast is the tip of the iceberg. It's the below the iceberg where you are kind of spending a couple, of, even if it's an hour a day working on it, or you're growing it, you're messaging people, you're networking. And yeah, mm. that's that's the below the iceberg. Yeah, because I I published an episode today, and I think it took me around. It could take me up to like forty-five minutes to an hour. It depends on just putting out a single episode, editing it. You know, like as well. Sometimes we can probably edit it, like the the cover photo of it. Spend twenty minutes doing that, and go, <laughs> oh, I don't like it, and then you have to start again. So, so true. But it, I think that that's that's a well, I can't word it. That's like a a lesson in itself. Trying not to be a perfectionist. Yeah, imperfect action beats no action every time. And it is like if, mm. if you want to, if you want to grow it, like build a website, if you want to start a business, you can. You I did a podcast about this recently. You can spend hours watching resources. You can spend hours um reading books you can spend hours watching youtube videos absolutely pointless completely pointless unless you take action <laughs> mm. yeah unless you apply yeah, unless you it? actually go do you know what i'm learning all this information you can i, I know people that buy courses thousands of pounds of courses and they'll they'll, they'll put so much work and effort and effort into it and i admire it because like I, 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 my attention spans at times is appalling, <laughs> but they put so much time and effort into it, <laughs> learning and researching, because they feel like they have to know everything. Things have to be perfect for them to actually take effect. And then it's like, well, what if you like you don't take action, and you can't prepare for things that you've never experienced? And yeah, like things do happen when you when you build build that website, you put it out there, you put you put yourself up to vulnerability. But you learn from that. You will learn so much more by taking mm, action mm. than you would on courses. Yeah, no, I, I I definitely agree, and that reminded me of um, I I did a video on my Instagram, and I saved it on one of my highlights, and I I looked at it last night, and it was something. It was around seventy weeks ago. I don't know how many months <laughs> that is to break it down, but. But it was a it was a long time ago, sometime last year. And in the video, I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm going to do a podcast." And I was thinking, "Gosh, you know what well, that time went where I didn't do it." And like you said, it you can say you're going to do something, but in, unless you actually do it, it's not going mm. to unfold unless you apply what you actually have taken yeah. from something. And that's a good thing for the it. accountability. What you've done there as well, you've hold you've held yourself accountable in the public eye. So I'm going to be doing a podcast now, and 
it's it is that accountability and like either way the time's going to pass like this dream that you've got like the next year is more is going to pass like if you have until not taken action it's down to you like if you want the year pass and you still thinking mm-hmm. oh and then then and then people will say you know what i should have started last year and then they'll wait another year to start it and then they'll probably be looking back at this year this time going oh i should have just started it then but i can't now and it's like a it's like a, a circle that people mm-hmm. go in they'll spend they'll do like they'll like they'll put things off today because because now isn't the perfect time and they should have started last year. But then in a year's time, they'll be still be saying, mm. Well, you know what? Things aren't perfect. I should have taken action last year when I said I when I said I should have. And they'll just go around in this circle. Whereas if they would have taken action, they would be a lot more further forward than they would be if they hadn't. Mm, yeah. No, I, I Yeah, I think that's definitely true. Um I I think like regret isn't a good emotion to have and um, feeling like you should have done more. I mean, I I think I hit that place, I think is it New Year's, around New Year's. I kind of felt like, you know, there's certain things I should have done or time I wasted on certain things. And that can kind of be a catalyst, can't it? It's kind of like turn things around. You know, if you, like you said, if you reach a certain point in yourself, um, I, 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 I think that we shouldn't have to reach a certain yeah. place in our lives sometimes or experience certain emotions to do certain things or experience pain. But I think sometimes that is like the major changing point, isn't it? I think especially for, from what you did in your life, you know, you know, saying enough's enough, I'm going to sell my house, I'm going to yeah, travel. Yeah, I agree. And, and it, you're very right in what you say that people, you don't, you don't, like a lot of people act out of pain and move away from pain. Um, but, you don't actually have to have this huge setback to take action. You can you, you can take action without having to go through a big life-changing event. Um, it's just a lot of people like myself and possibly yourself as well for starting the podcast. Like out of that pain, you've gone, you know what, I want to change and I want to do something. And mm. it's that acting. You can, you can take action whenever you want to, but most people do act out of pain and that's something that I, I've done and, yeah, I think maybe if I didn't have that pain, like I, I, I wouldn't be doing this. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It's crazy to think. Yeah, I think yeah. Tony Robbins says something like, "It's using pain and pleasure, not letting pain and pleasure something use you." Or something them like that. Yeah. There's a woman something. I spoke to. I, I had a podcast on Monday's episode, and she has got from her mm. pain. She's found purpose. She's found purpose in the pain. And a real key point that I know you mentioned then about uh, New Year's Eve or New Year's and you felt a lot of regret. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, it can be horrible. If you focus on that regret for too long, if you dwell on that regret, then it, it can probably cause you to not take action. But if you then go, okay, I regret not doing that. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. What can I learn now moving forward? Mm-hmm. What can I do differently? What do I want to do? What can I? What strengths can I take from that? to move forward what resources did i have then and what resources do i need now what support did i have then and what support do i need now and it's analyzing this and there's no such thing as failure only feedback and when you ask them questions and right okay Mm. so that didn't go to plan so what did i learn now what resources did i have what resources do i need moving forward to apply to this and when you see it as just 
it's an experience. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just an experience that you have had. Then you can learn from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think definitely hit the nail on the head there with that. It's um, looking at your resources, yeah. isn't it? And, and yeah, being, there's, there's, being honest with yourself. You have a lot. You have a lot. You have a lot more support resources around you than you think you may have, but you don't know it until you start asking better questions and you start actually going, okay, yeah, and make it a fun mm. process as well. Like, make it a fun process. Enjoy the fact that you're learning, you're learning about yourself, and that you're you're going to be awesome. You're going to be extraordinary. Everyone's extraordinary and awesome. It's just drawing that out of you. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. No, it's completely it. It's um, believing in yourself and believing that, you know, you have you are awesome and you can achieve what you set your mind to do. And, you know, enjoying the process. I think that's something I've, I've had to learn yeah. from doing this, being patient, you know, being quite, I'm quite full of energy and I like to hit the ground running and, um, yeah. you know, learning to be vulnerable. You know, I think learning to be vulnerable, patient, enjoying the process because things take time and, we, you know, we're, we're so used, we live in a society where we can get instant gratification and, you know, learning to have that delayed gratification. Um, yeah, and just it's that true, going with it. It's true gratification and the long-term successes that you're working towards. And kind of for anyone who's like sat there now and thinking, oh, I'm not extraordinary, I'm not amazing, I'm not this or anything like that, because I've had them thoughts before. Everybody has them thoughts. It's just how you deal with them. But mm. there's a there's a few facts that kind of have got you where you are now. It's the fact that the fact that you're born is I think it's one in one one in four hundred quadrillion. It's like right right now you've got blood pumping around your body. You've got a, a thing in your body. You've got a heart in your body that's beating that you don't control. You're breathing in mm. oxygen. You've got millions and billions of neutrons firing off as you sit here listening to this. You've got arms you've got you, you can control it, it it just fascinates me and and every i think it's every seven years you are a completely new person every seven years every single cell atom molecule nucleus in your body from eye from eyes to hair to nose to skin to your heart every single thing that's in your body right now in seven years time will not be there because it will be replaced that's fascinating, and that shows that you that you are awesome and you mm. are pretty incredible. And guess what? You haven't got to do anything about it. <laughs> you're fine, you're good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's pretty mind blowing, isn't it? When you think of it in those terms of how that's how you know life is and how we are, <clears throat> and how much how how powerful we are and how powerful our brains are, then um. You know, I think like we just need to tap into that mm-hmm. and um, be learn. You know, learn how we work, learn how, learn what um, we struggle with, learn what our strengths are, and tap into that and be like, okay, well, I'm not good at this, but you know, I'm gonna yeah, practice exactly. and get good at it. exactly. And your perception of what you're not good at will be better than somebody else's perception of what at that particular task 
And I think we can get so caught up in of what I'm not good at when we don't actually realise, do you know what? I'm actually good at this. We focus on what we're not good at when we're actually good at something. It's uh, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, but that's like, it's practice, isn't it? Like, you know, you do something twice, you know, that's like uh, learning to drive, isn't it? You're not great when you start learning to drive. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so everyone's different, but some people are just good in some other areas, but, you know, you don't feel confident. I didn't, you know, I, I failed my test three times. Um, no, wait, I, pa- I passed on my third time, sorry. Um, and then, you know, even it took me like, I think a good year or so to gain confidence and, Every, and everyone's time, different. isn't it? In practice, where there may be some, there may be an area where, let's say, somebody who is, yeah, they pass first time and you pass the third times, but then in another area, they may want to start a podcast but not have the confidence where you've started a podcast and you've got the confidence. So, just because you haven't got confidence in one area mm-hmm. of your life doesn't mean that you haven't got confidence in another area of your life. And you can then, okay, well, what is the difference? Okay, I'm, let's say I'm not confident at driving but I'm confident at starting a podcast or I'm confident at swimming. What can I learn from my swimming and what kind or whatever that is, what strengths, what resources have I got that can I, I can apply to driving because just because you're not confident in one area doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you're not confident in every, any, any, every other area. And it's the same with if you're confident in one area, doesn't mean that you're confident in every other area. Mm. Yeah, massively, massively. How how did you feel with podcasts like when you first started out? How did I feel? Um, I was like, "What on earth are you doing?" <laughs> it was like you're speaking into a microphone. You're not educated in terms of how to do this. Who's going to listen to you? You're from Stoke on Trent in England, which is my accent probably isn't the most attractive one. Um, I speak too quickly. I mumble up my words, <laughs> and I was like, "Who's going to listen to me?" I'm just going to put it out there. I was petrified of what people would think, um, and I just, yeah, that that, uh, and that was that. <laughs> and what did you? What? How did you mm. find? How did you feel? I, I think I, I felt pretty nervous. I felt. I remember like butterfly. I mean, I did it on. Uh, this same platform and I just had butterflies and I just was wondering like, what are people going to think uh, you know who who's going to listen to it lots of um, kind of irrational thoughts and yeah I, 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 didn't, I just worried a lot I just worried what people think how I sound how's it going to come across and it's pretty crazy when you think about it isn't it like um before we do something we can have all these like negative worrying thoughts um but when you know when you do it it becomes now, that you know podcast episode because i know you've got what, over 50 episodes now yeah i um i feel like i had to learn to just keep consistent with it um but i, I feel i feel a lot more confident now compared to when I first started. Um, I think it helped my confidence having certain guests on that had 
achieved you know achieved a lot of different things quite because I think one one guy had arms like an army colonel um so he's got like, a quite a big reputation I remember feeling like you know massively nervous and I was thinking god you know this person I want to get it right but I think when you break it down yeah you know we're all people Correct. we're all people and the person that you're talking to in the microphone is a person has feelings has beliefs that they struggle with they're just a normal person they just look a little bit different mm. to you <laughs> and done different things yeah <laughs> but it, yeah yeah but um i, I was just gonna say like i'm i'm from i'm from mm. Nottingham, not too far from stoke on trent yeah so accent wise we're, we're, we're midlanders we're neither north we're neither south <laughs> But yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it can be nervous, and it, it is nervous. And but I, I always think if you're feeling nervous about something, if you're having that self doubt, if you're having them thoughts, like use them, like be like, okay, like I'm having self doubt, I'm having these nerves. What is the reason why I'm having these? Oh, it's because I'm doing something new. Mm. It's because I'm pushing myself. So see the nervousness, see the self doubt as a sign of I'm actually doing something that's different and moving forward in growth. See it as growth and not, oh, I, sh- I, I, I shouldn't be feeling this. I shouldn't be feeling this. Mm. Feel it, embrace it, and then think, right, how mm-hmm. can I use this? Yeah, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Like, it's it's question- questioning what you're feeling, being like, you know, how can I use this? It's like, even if you're like going into a new situation with podcasts or working out, it's that pain or, you know, it's because through that pain and uncom- being uncomfortable, you're then yeah. going to grow, aren't you? Like, like I said, with growth. Um, I, I had a woman on my podcast um, called Neve and she does like public speaking and uh, video marketing for companies. And she said, um, sometimes when she's on stage and there's lots of people, she feels really nervous. And she said, she openly says to the people, look, I'm actually feeling really nervous. And she says, by letting people know that she's nervous, it kind of dissipates, it goes. And then it doesn't make them think because if somebody's feeling something and they're communicating, it's like, if you listen to a, watch a presentation, you're kind of thinking to yourself, is that person, does that person know what they're talking about? Why are they speaking a certain way? Whereas if you're honest with yourself and let people know, yeah, it shows you're human. And I think, I think as well, like mm. when I started to go to different seminars, people would be on stage and I'd be like, wow, they're so successful. They're so confident. They know what they're doing. When you speak to them after, they're like, Oh yeah, I'm so nervous. Could you tell? And you're like, oh, so everybody gets everyone gets these nerves, do they? And <laughs> it's it's like oh, it's it's like a real real eye opener to everyone's vulnerable. Everyone's got these self doubts, but it's just if you decide to stick with them and let them rule you, or you rule them. Yeah, and you can kind of channel that energy and those feelings into making the best of the situation with them, can't you? I think like, I think if you don't have that bit of excitement before you do something or nervousness, it doesn't show that you're passionate about it or that you don't care. 
Um, there's a there's a funny stand up comedian that I like called uh, Joey Diaz, and he um, he's Cuban, and he said he had like a full blown you know anxiety attack whilst he was on stage yeah. um, doing a stand up in front of these people. And he came off stage and the, and the director was like, gosh, he's like, that was amazing. Can you do that again? And he was like, what do you mean? He's like, I just had a full burn anxiety attack whilst doing the stand. And they couldn't tell. <laughs> Brilliant. No. <laughs> okay, so we talked about Instagram. Uh, my favourite platform is definitely LinkedIn. I think um, I like Facebook groups. Um, LinkedIn groups aren't really working or doing much yet, but LinkedIn as a platform, um, you know, it's full of professionals, it's full of people earning money, um, it's definitely not just business to business, you're getting great reach out there, um, and there's some, you know, it's quite interesting to interact with other people and to read other people's posts as well as put your own out there, so for me that would definitely be my favourite platform. Um, I'm at the moment messing about on TikTok. <laughs> I haven't yeah. learned how to monetize it yet. Well, I have because I have had gifts sent to me when I've been on live. So technically I have monetized it, but a few dollars here and there is not. <laughs> happen because what you attract, you get. Which platform helps you attract clients uh, in less time? Um, easily. It's definitely LinkedIn. Um, mm. just Instagram's great, but you, need, <clears throat> you, you better believe you've got to show up on that every single day, numerous times a day. To have any kind of impact so um, and of course Facebook is massive you can't not be on there but you really need to um, decide what groups you're going to be in and get prolific in the groups because uh, just being on Facebook and posting out will get you nowhere you've got to be in, in groups and in the right in the groups where your ideal clients are mm. yeah no, I massively agree massively agree I think they're really good points um, what, who would you say your, your role models are um, Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> no, they always laugh at me because, like, when when I was a kid, because um, I didn't really have any actual proper role models, I had like a photo of Madonna, like um, not a photo, like a poster of Madonna in my bedroom, and um, I always used to think like, what would Madonna do <laughs> in all, all different circumstances? But um, yeah, so no, I think that actually so Madonna's role just model. To mind and nothing mm. else comes to mind for me. What are you um, yours? Yeah. Well, I just think Madonna as a role model, you know, she hasn't got the greatest voice. She's not the greatest songwriter or dancer or anything. So she's kind of average. But what she's got is grit and determination and like balls. So she made it in, uh, you know, an environment which was quite male dominated by just getting out there and doing it. And has been like a global superstar. And it's kind of it is a good role model for the rest of us. It might not be. You know, that I, you know, I'm definitely not the best social media coach in the whole world. I probably don't know the most about marketing or anything like that, but I can just put my two pennies in, get there and go for it. And I don't need to go, oh, I'm not as good as so-and-so, so I won't try because Madonna didn't let that stop her. So I think as role models go, I think she's probably a great role model. And I think it's really important. I think it's something that a lot of people miss because now I know what I don't want. Right? Yeah. I, I don't no. want that guy that, that you know doesn't return my text in four hours or I don't want that guy that didn't call me in four days you know or mm. I don't want um you know I don't want that guy that um mm. yelled at his kids or whatever it might be right mm -hmm. yeah no that's, that's it isn't it it's it's looking at like, like you said not just what you want but what you don't want and I think being aware of that because I think like 
through online dating as well that's like you know a whole different realm isn't it like um i've 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 done it in the past and that's kind of been what i have done because you know the location where i live and depends on the job sometimes but but um but yeah it's it's like you have to look at and be aware of that almost because i think sometimes we have habits and we can choose certain people or you know certain things and it's like, I think it's like being aware of those habits as well and kind of acting on like like almost seeing it like trying to see it sooner than later if there's something right. you don't like right yeah and I've had that conversation a lot too and you know a lot of women will come back and go well isn't that kind of being superficial you know I'm not really giving them a chance and I'm like no because I think it goes back to just the basic of, you know, you've got to have boundaries, you know, you've got to have your own self-worth. You've got to have your own self-love of, I am 